You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions. Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore together. Soul School is in session. Welcome back, my friends. I'm here with my... uh, Partner in crime, Laura Co. Laura, good to see you. Hey, Kevin, how are you? I'm great, and I'm excited to talk about this because uh, a lot of people are talking about twin flames, soulmates, uh, everything that comes with that. There's a lot of information. A lot of people doing podcasts and blogs and articles about it, and. I want to get to the bottom of what the heck is this? Um, And I know that you have a lot of uh, wonderful things to share around uh, both of these topics. So I want to dive into that, starting with what the heck is a twin flame? How do we begin to understand where this comes from, what it is, and what, how do we discover if we have a twin flame? I'm excited to do this episode. I haven't really like just gone for it publicly. So I just want to, you know, share. It's such a complex and beautiful part of the world that I was blissfully unaware of um, (laughs) a few years ago. But uh, yeah, to kick it off, um, a twin flame. A twin flame is the energetic other half of your soul. Okay. And so the idea is that we have lots of soulmates. people we learn well with when we come into this realm. They can be romantic. They can be friends. They can be family. It's just that relationship that you're like, oh, God, so easy. I just, Mm -hmm. I just, I love you. It's amazing, you know? Um, And not that it's not without some problems, but it's got this sort of energy of, I feel like I know you, I connect to you, I want to spend my time to grow and learn with you, but it doesn't have friction in 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 the in that complex sense. And so marriages have friction. So if you're like, maybe it's my twin flame in my marriage, twin flames are very specific. Um, they have this quality that is polarizing, like literally polarizing. So it's not just your normative relationship triggering where you're learning and growing at a pace that's like, this is sustainable. I can do this. We can learn and grow. Um, It's got a nurturing, safe sort of underbelly to it. Your twin flame is literally your energetic other half. It's you. I mean, it's you, which is the, I can't get my head around that part, but Plato talks about it in the symposium um, that we were one soul that was split in half and he calls it the twin flame soulmate, but forgetting terminology, right? Because I do find in the Akashic realm, they hesitate to overuse the word twin flame, but it's this idea of the flame that they care about. They don't care as much about this energetic other half of your soul and all that stuff. It's it's that there's a, a flame to it. And so it's this idea that there's this is the energetics of you, right? And what happens in real life is you meet this person there is such an incredible connection. It's like next, 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 next level. And then 
the interconnected energy of the two of you is indescribable, but the polarizing, one runs, one chases, and you kind of can't keep away from each other, but you don't work with each other. And ultimately, the litmus test of, am I in a toxic relationship, which is what I asked myself a lot, versus am I um, with my twin flame? The the answer can be shown in your healing and growing. So if you're in a toxic relationship that's abusive, empath, narcissist, whatever it is, um, it has a, a circular quality to it without growth, healing, learning. Um, and the unconditional loving quality isn't that strong and the spiritual connection isn't necessarily that strong. But twin flame energy, um, you typically are learning and growing at a clip that is not sustainable because the person is inadvertently pointing out, even if they don't mean to, just energetically they are triggering the most unhealed parts of you. Then you have this choice to heal or grow and come back together or you just will not be together because you can't be around each other. It's just that sort of overwhelmingly painful to each each part. It's not just one or the other. So so that's kind of what a twin flame is and what the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame okay. looks like in life. So let me say this back to you to make sure I got it. So a, so a, so a twin flame is is literally the energy of your soul that has been that has split itself. Yeah. So like a positive and negative charge, not yeah. meaning good or bad, but just like different, it's a polarity and it's for the purpose of like maximizing growth. Well, I wouldn't say it's for the purpose. So you go off and you live your lives because you're not one, you are separate. And then you might have three, four, five incarnations or I don't know, whatever amount. And then you want to have an ascension point. You want to grow at a very high clip, or perhaps you're at the end of your um, incarnations. You meet up though to sort of rapid fire growth because you know when you're with your wife and it just she can just trigger some seriously unhealed parts that perhaps I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, totally it's perfect like, relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the people closest to us have an uncanny ability to wake up the most unhealed parts of us, right? That's what makes love relationships so challenging because, and you don't want to run because you're in love. And so you kind of bear the reality is that there's some stuff for you to work on. And hopefully you don't just blame each other and argue for your whole life, which a lot of people do, but, but nonetheless, there it is. It's not, the friendship doesn't typically bring it out. Or if it does, a friendship is easier to just say I'm out, or maybe somebody on the street pisses you off, but that's done. So a twin flame relationship is like that, but it's so, it's so, um, <laughs> it's so raw is the word. It's so raw. It hits like a core unhealed part with like a, like a, it's like a late, a surgeon gets in there with a, a knife and just is like, like, I'm just going to cut right to the part that is so buried that you're not even sure it's there. Um, and it's not just hurtful, it's unhealed in you, right? And that's what's really different from a toxic relationship. And for what I understand, so, and that's a really important point because it sounds like a lot of people stay in toxic relationships because they think that, hey, this is my twin flame. I meant to learn through this. What am I missing? When, you know, you just need to move on and find somebody else. 
Yeah. The other thing is like, it seems like the, it's kind of, um, it's not logical, right? Because it's almost like you keep being drawn back to this person for, you know, for this, this healing, right? Am, am I getting that right? Yeah. And so, um, they bring out the unhealed parts of you and you have a decision, you know, the chaser need, that's me. I'm yeah. the chaser. Okay, we'll so you, you have a, you have a twin flame, and we'll get into that. So we'll you're get the into chaser. that. So there's the chaser and there's the runner. The chaser um, is chasing after the love that they don't feel they have within themselves, and the runner is running from the love that they are. They don't know that they are love, right? So it is ultimately their relationship to love, but these unhealed parts of us um, freak out the two people. One runs, the other chases, instead of looking into what it is that has been awoken perhaps within you that's unhealed and just taking the time to heal it and and not to blame each other. So when you get to a place where you say, my twin flame is here for me, right? For me to help me perhaps heal. And then you take your space because twin flames very commonly um, are together, then they separate, then they're together and they separate because it's too much. Like you can't be around each other because it's bringing up this unhealed part at a clip. That's just um, remarkably high. It's not sustainable. But then the drawback is there's this strange unconditional love that's, um, I don't know, right? Like I can only compare it to to your child where you can forgive and forget and move on because it's a multi-lifetime it's you. <laughs> so yeah. you, you're able to let it go. And when you say it's you, you mean it's this, it's your soul. Yeah. Okay. So does everybody have a twin flame? Yeah. Yeah. But not everybody's meeting them in every lifetime. Okay. Um, how do we, okay. So let's, let's dive into that next then of how do you know if this is a, li- a lifetime, you know, when, when there's a twin flame relationship, um, you know, and maybe this is a good time to start weaving in your, your own story of how did you discover? Yeah. Um, how did you discover? I mean, I would flame? say for anybody who's like looking for their twin flame, I would say, do not do that. Like th- this is not something to go looking for. If your souls are meant to meet, your souls will meet. This is a soul contract of like epic proportions. Like this will happen if it's meant to happen. And, and it's not, meant to happen in every life and it's not necessary in every life. So I think some people are like, oh, I need my twin flame. And it's like, I don't know that that's true. So I did not know anything about it. Um, I was living my life happily, blissfully, unaware of this concept called a twin flame. And um, I had been in a relationship for 17 years, as you know, and I left um, amicably and I went out into the dating market and I met somebody and um, this person um, and I went on a couple dates and on the third date, um, I was sitting on a couch more comfortably positioned than I normally would with almost anybody. And I don't know, right? Like who sits on a couch on a third date, sort of like positioned on somebody's shoulder. It was remarkably comfortable in a way that I would never normally do. And so I'm sort of positioned lower. She's sitting upright and I was playing with her shirt collar, right? And it's like it's such an intimate thing to do for people who don't know each other. And um, 
She looked down at me and I looked up at her as I was doing it. And both of us know this moment and our eyes really met. And in that moment, like something happened, right? Like this, it's not something that I can explain, but um, I went back to my car and I felt this extreme energy, um, but almost like an undoing of self. I don't write poetry. I don't read poetry. I don't like poetry. I went home that evening and I had a vision of this romantic scene on a beach of a white wedding with us. And and I woke up in the morning and I, I wrote a poem and it was a poem about her soul um, with an uncanny accuracy that she was like, how do you know this? And And on the next date, she's like, I'm in love with you, right? But the next weekend, she broke up with me and ran. So that was the beginning of these cycles. And it tends to look like that. It's like something happens where you, when you meet that it, it's like an immediate waking up, like a very bad Hollywood movie. <laughs> and, um, and then the runner starts to run um, and the chaser starts to chase. And that's what we did uh, before I even knew what a twin flame was. So would you say that, because um, I actually did a, a little search on, on twin flames and soulmates to see what kind of questions come up. And like one of the big questions that comes up on the internet is, is this all about clearing karma? You know, my twin flame and like, I've got all this karma, um, to clear. I mean, what do you think about that? Again, it's, it's it's okay. So the, the belief that I have is that we are spiritual beings having a, a, a human experience. We're coming into this realm, um, for a purpose, an intention on a soul level to learn, grow, heal in some way. And so when you meet your twin flame, it's an ability to learn, grow, heal at a rapid level. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a life where you would like to learn masters, 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 quick pace, um, find your twin flame because it'll bring out some really, really uncomfortable things. Multi-life, sure. Karmic, sure. Right. Are we working on those things? Absolutely. Spiritual lessons. Um, it's, I think it's all over the map. I don't think it's specific. I don't think it's only one thing, but it is for a soul ascension, right? So your soul is evolving and growing at a, at a, at a quick pace, um, to be more of yourself ultimately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fastest way to grow isn't through ease and comfort. It's through friction most of the time. So, I mean, it sounds like this has been pure bliss for you. Yeah. It's like, it's wild because on the one hand, it's the most um, beautiful, romantic, um, spiritual, heartfelt experience of my life. And on the other hand, the most uncomfortable, miserable, toxic, frustrating, depressing experience, right? It's, it's, it's like literally I have equal space for both of the biggest experiences and feelings of my life in this one human being and, and, and vice versa. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, she, she came in my life and it, and it, it, you know, first person I dated after 17 years, we both left relationships at the same time. We had that wake up. Suddenly I'm writing poetry about her soul. Right. And then omens start to drop everywhere, right? I wasn't an omen person, but all of a sudden it's like the radio has her name and this, that, the other, it's just everywhere, right? Um, and we're breaking up and we're, 
weirdly coming back together. And I started to question my psychological health because I'm like, what am I doing? Right? Like logically, this doesn't seem like something to spend another 20 minutes on. And we both felt that way. And yet there's this pullback and this pullback. And um, I don't want to undersell it. It's like not just your normal pullback. I mean, um, we are in each other's dreams. Um, we, <laughs> I had this experience two months ago where I was watching a television show and the characters, one was in a wheelchair and one was going to New York. It was the end of an, a season on Netflix. And this character was in a wheelchair and she was dying and her head was tilted ever so slightly in this last scene. And the other character's boyfriend was going to leave for New York and there was a second scene happening. I watched that show and I went to bed alone in my own bedroom and me and my twin flame aren't talking right now. I had this felt knowing I'm going to go to New York. I don't know where that came from. And I went to sleep. The next morning, she calls me and says, I had this dream that you were leaving, that you're going to New York. I was told by the guides in my sleep that I have to go get you, I have to go find you. And when I found you, you were in a wheelchair with your head tilted ever so slightly, which is what the TV show was. And I had noticed this head tilt. And I was like, what? And she doesn't know that I had just watched that show. So Kevin, in, in the real world, I am watching TV alone in my house. And the TV episode inspired this idea that I want to move to New York, which I've always wanted to do. My twin flame then dreams that, has the knowing that I'm leaving, in her dream state that night with a fear of me being in a wheelchair that she was, she was sobbing, crying. She's like, I found you. I found you. And you were, you were in a wheelchair. And I was like, what the hell? Right? Like, so the energies are so intermingled that this level of spiritual dialoguing between our souls is happening in our dream states and our awake states, right? With very tangible quantifiable examples, I could give you 30 of these that allow you to know that like energetically, this is tethered in a, in a different kind of way than your deep love relationship, right? Which is pretty tethered. Yeah. And I've had a front row seat to this for the past three, two and a half, three years. And there've been so many times when you've called and said, you you better be sitting down for this one. Like, th like this one is so, you can't make this stuff up. And one of those was the Indian palm leaf thing. Yeah. And Dr. Yeah. Q, you know, we had Dr. Q on the show, but if, uh, would you like to share some of that? Yeah. As it has to do with your, your twin flame. Cause I, I mean, to me, all of these signs popping up that yes, this is it. Yes, this is it. It's, it's hard to, look at those things and, and say, no, there's nothing here. Cause there's definitely something there that transcends like this life that you've got right now, but includes it. Yeah. Um, so I last summer had found out about this idea, this Indian palm leaf. If you want to check it out. Yeah. The Dr. Q episode, he goes into detail cause it's so hard to explain, but the short answer about it is, um, Thousands of years ago, sages went into the Akashic records and they channeled uh, 
information onto a palm leaf about each soul that would eventually want a palm leaf reading. And this is where it gets complicated because you're like, well, wait a minute, how do they know which souls thousands of years ago will want this? Well, these sages um, understood how with, I guess, shamans, they knew, and Dr. Q will explain it better than I can, but they knew how to collapse time into the into the singular, right? They were able to drop into the the singular oneness of all time. And so in that they could see who and when people would get these palm leaves read. So Laura Coe is the expression of my soul in this lifetime. And at 51 years old, I had the desire to go get my palm leaf read. And so these sages thousands of years ago were in a collapsed time space and they could see that I was doing that. So in a sense, they're writing it as I'm getting it, right? Because they're in a time collapsed place, which is, it hurts the brain, I know. So anyways, I go, I send my thumbprint to to India. Um, I wait some time and these guys come and they found this leaf. And what that means is that that they match me and they say, Laura, uh, your mother's name is, your father's name is, you have a brother, the brother has two children. Like, And, and then there's remarkable details about this moment. Like my son had just had a difficult year, but it was the only difficult year he's had in any kind of recent past that would have made any sense. So if they had said that three years ago, it would have been untrue. And the difficulty he experienced, they described it particularly, right? So it was written for me today to receive it. And the last six months were absolutely accurate on details that were very personal. And there, and and so there was as no it, way anybody could ever have that information. Exactly. Like some things yeah. you'd say, well, maybe that's a Google search or something, but other things, it's just an absolute no, like my son and particulars about his personality that are not searchable. I mean, I'm a Kashik record reader. I can't imagine that anybody wants to sit around and just Google search people just to mess with them, but, but just going on that argument. Cause I go there too. So I, I receive that there's, I have a son and and then they say your ex's partner uh, was Jill and your current one is Jacqueline, Jackie, and then says, and this is your twin flame. And I'm like, there's a leaf in India <laughs> with this person's name years ago. that I can't get along with in real life to save my life. Like the two of us try and we just cannot. Um and so, you know, it was a big moment and it said, listen, you two have an opportunity to really be together, but not till September of next year. So this was August of last year. So this winter, um, she decided to get hers done. And lo and behold, guess who's on a leaf in India, scratched onto a palm leaf in an ancient language that's not even, you know, known by very many people on the planet anymore, but, you know, my name. And it's not just my name, but... um I'm her twin flame. And shockingly, September is the month that we might be together, right? So you're just like, oh my God, right? Like, what do you do with this information? So it's, it's, um, it's like the spiritual meets the um, question, do you want to heal and grow? Do you want to transform? Do you want to rise up into what this relationship is calling of you, right? Do you want to blame the person indefinitely for the ways in which they, quote, treat you that are causing you pain? Or do you want to say, 
this relationship is for me in that it's exhibiting pain points that I can choose to go heal on my own so we don't have to keep, you know, uh, repeatedly hurting each other inadvertently. Um, and to be the best version of myself, which is the expression of my soul self, my full loving self, which if I heal enough, I can be more of myself, right? So so it's like, you know, in these moments, it's it's very much helped me um, trust perhaps that there's more to the twin flame than maybe some internet articles, which some point to start feeling like that's not enough information for me to bother with a relationship that ultimately is extremely taxing, right? On, on a human level. Yeah. And this has not been a, at least as I've witnessed it, has not been easy. I mean, it really is the, I've always seen relationships as the crucible for, um, for growth and really just like burning away the layers of who you're really not to get to who you are. But this feels like it's on a magnitude scale higher. It just has, to me, there's like a different quality to it. And is that really the the way you know if you have a, a twin flame relationship in your life is there's that like constant friction? Yeah. Matched um, with matched with love of an equal intensity, maybe? That's right. I mean, um, I had this moment where um, we had pissed each other off yet again, and I had driven out to her house. I think I told you this, but I was just on fire. I was ready to tell her all the reasons she was wrong and why I was right. And I was just pissed, you know, tired, Um and I rehearsed what I was going to say. I was frustrated. Um, and I got there and I, I drove up to her place and I looked her in the eye and I, I saw her vulnerability and I felt this love within myself. And I just said, I, I love you. And she was like, you know, wait, re- waiting and ready for me to start an argument. So as I said those words, I felt her soften. And then this heightened awareness came back of the reality that probably we're going to get into an argument. And, and I just, I just left on that note. I was like, that's all I want to say for now. And so I had this recognition of what unconditional love felt like in that moment, right? So it's not about us. Twin flames are not about the two individuals. It's about what is happening underneath it. And so I don't want to sound toxically spiritual, like everything's for the lesson and everything's for your highest good. And because at some points, right, it's better that we weren't together. And at some points it's better that we're separated because it's just very painful and sometimes can be toxic to toxic to a place that's like abusive or unproductive for us. So, um, but the underpinning, the lesson, right, surrendering, unconditional love, um, letting go, uh, losing great love. You know, what What does it feel like, Kevin, to let go of the greatest love over and over and over and over and over, right? And so, yes, it's heartbreaking. And also, we're all going to die, right? We're all going to die. We're all going to have to lo- like face the struggle of loss. And so there's been a deep, deep lesson. I was somebody who feared losing the people I loved a lot, 
that's a big one for me. My grandparents were important. They died young. Um, I didn't, I didn't have a good relationship with death and it has opened me up so much to that, um, that conversation and, and the, the, the recognition of the reality of all of us will eventually go, but this connection we have is timeless. You know, it doesn't matter. So yeah, it's, um, it's not, the twin flame relationship is rapid fire. It is difficult, but it's a calling to these very profound and very difficult experiences to embody, right? And that's where we have gratitude for each other and we express that frequently. Um, when do I get to know what it feels like to suffer losses repeatedly, to learn that I am I have a book I'm writing called Beautifully Broken, right? I'm beautifully breaking open to more of myself and to more letting go and to more surrendering and to more of my own self-worth and to more of my own loving of myself before somebody else and 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 on the physical plane where we keep coming back. We keep signing up for another lesson with each other. It's like, okay, I I did an interview with um Coot it, 2 years ago on surrender. And we were frustrated with each other and I was doing this interview and I was thinking about surrender. And as I finished the interview, I went to my phone and I got a text and she's like, I'm super focused on surrender right now. And I was like, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like that. So is, so what would you say then is the greatest lesson that you've, you've, you've gotten from this whole process? Cause you mentioned embodiment, like embodiment is, is the deep embodiment of these things. But I mean, what has been the greatest, I mean, to this day, what's been the greatest insight or uh, learning for you? Um, it's your relationship to love, to spirit, right? Like, like, so the, the profound palm leaf moments, the, the dream moments, right? And I have dozens and dozens, as you know, as my friend, I've called you and been like, whoa, this happened and whoa, that happened, right? And so they all point back to one thing for me though, which is my relationship to myself in this embodied form. And what I've learned is that um, I am the expression of energy, as is she, and I am looking for somebody to fill part of that expression of myself. And I've spent a lot of my life doing that. Some people do it through work. I've wanted it through love. And that would suggest that I'm not completely whole in that way without love. And for her side of the twin flame, it's the running from it, suggesting that she's not already it right and so that's the 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 truth of the twin flame journey is your relationship to the idea of being i thought that the journey was unconditional love right and so we have transactional love right i give to you kevin you give to me then we have unconditional love which is what i have for my son but as you know with your kid it's like but that comes with loss like the most stressful thing to think about right is the, the loss of your kid this one is divine love, right? Because 
losing this person this many times and still, right? I can't believe it, but still the love is untouched, (laughs) untouched, no matter what we've done, no matter how many times we've broken up. So then you say, well, what is the love, right? Where does that exist? It's within me. It's within me, right? It's not about her. It's within me. And so I am that. I am this untouchable divine love that can't be lost, that can't be found, that is is timeless, that other people can't fill up, that nobody can take away, right? So that 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 ultimately for me has been the most beautiful piece of it. That's beautiful. I mean, because I mean, it is is essentially, yeah, you can't be separate from yourself. You know, and that's, I mean, the greatest, greatest discovery. Um, so what are we missing? Is there, I know this is a massive topic and, and I know there's, there's not a, we can't pack everything in, but is there anything that we need to touch on that we haven't, that you feel like if you walk away with nothing else, walk away with this? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think that a lot of people are looking for love, right? Or resisting perhaps. And the thing that I think about the most from this whole experience is this sort of spiritual question, right? Like, what are you grasping for in life and what are you resisting, right? Pain is inevitable. Pleasure is fleeting. But this resisting what is or grasping is where you suffer. And so the twin flame journey for me has um, aligned me and helped me embody that, right? So we were talking about that briefly. And because I get to experience it, right, through this relationship, I don't have to read about it. I I actually sadly lived it. I mean, again, I wouldn't wish this on somebody, but it's beautiful and I'm glad I've done it. And what it's allowed me to experience is that you can't grasp for love, right? You can't want this thing. So if people out there who are like, oh, I just want that twin flame love. I just want that romantic love. I just want that. It's like in that question, you're then missing the point, right? You already have it. So I resisted that. I hated that idea, right? I don't, I, so I don't want to be single. I like being in a relationship, but loneliness or separation is different from a desire to be in a relationship, right? If you can feel that you're not a separate self, that you are interconnected in the world, but I would prefer to be in relation is a different energy than I need it, right? Or if you're the other side of the coin where it's like, I'm good, I don't need anybody. I'm completely self-sustainable. I don't, right? That's the separate self again. We are interconnected. Nobody is separate. You do need people, not in a needy way, in a, right? We are we are all one way. And so in the question of, is this my twin flame? Or um, I wish I had a twin flame or a soulmate even, right? I, I think it it's all like, begging the point. It doesn't, none of that matters, right? The question is what is within you that's asking that question that you don't feel a completeness, or if you've met your twin flame and you're resisting it, what is within you that's rejecting it? 
And to just stay there and do that work if you want to, right? If you want to. Because it's also, I felt at years like it, this is a curse a little bit, right? How, how, how do I get out of this? Because there's this oh, wow. draw, there's this draw to each other, yeah. right? And you're like, oh my God, how do I live with this feeling of being drawn to something that isn't working? But um, allowing yourself to have permission that it does not have to happen, you know, it's okay if it doesn't. There's no getting life wrong or what have you. So if you want it, you have to continue to do the work to open up to yourself and recognize you are the unconditional love you seek. You are the unconditional love you reject, right? You are divine love, however you want to define that, however far down the rabbit hole you want to go, I guess. Um, so that's what, that's what I think ultimately, like these are all questions that point back to one, one universal conversation for all of us. Um, it's the opportunity to embody, to experience, to know, not to think, but to know the reality of who you are, which is a, is a spiritual being energy, right? And I've been gifted with that opportunity through this very treacherous and very difficult path. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, to your point, most difficult things don't come sitting on in the beach with a martini. So, yeah, I wish they did. Yeah. And it, and it's so wonderful that we get to, um, walk beside each other and learn through this and encourage each other through this because, you know, I mean, Indian palm leaves and Akashic record readings and all of these things are like flashlights that are helping us to illuminate the pathway that, that's just a little bit in front of us. And, um, you know, one thing I wanted to mention, because I know other people reading your records and guiding you has been a, a big part of getting clarity on this, that, you know, if anyone is interested in, 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 in that on a personal level that the little soul dot school has, um, multiple Akashic record readers who, who can help you explore those if you feel drawn to that and are, are interested in that. So just know yeah. that there are resources out there for you. I think that's a really important thing. You know, I'm not very sales oriented, but um, the Akashic Realm really helped me with this a yeah. lot, a lot, a lot, because sort of each step of the way, giving us guidance, understanding where we were on our own spiritual path, right? Like Laura, you know, work on patience and staying on your path and Jackie's working on whatever she is, um, you know, and and that you got that deeper guidance and understanding through the process. Um, it was incredibly, and just, is this your twin flame, right? Because it can be confusing. It's not necessarily true. Um, and just because you've met your twin flame does not mean they're here to do the work. And I've read twin flames where one of the two is, it just does not look available Yeah, yeah. in this lifetime. So it doesn't mean they won't, but you know, that doesn't mean that you'll get to the union phase. Right. Well, you know, and we've got, uh, you know, we're timeless beings. So if not this life, maybe another one. It doesn't right? even matter. It doesn't <laughs> even matter. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing this. I know like, this rabbit hole goes really, really, really deep. And I imagine we'll do another, at least another show on this, but, um, just wanted to give people, a. Dip, dip the toe in the waters. So thank you for sharing your, your, uh, bearing your soul and letting us see inside. 
Thank you. And thank you for being a friend in this journey because um, it's not been a smooth sailing ride. <laughs> it's been a wild ride. <laughs> a yeah. Wild ride. But here you are, you know, and, you know, like I said, we're, we're here. Let's like Ram Dass said, right? We're just walking each other home. And there are all of these adventures we have along the way. And this is absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think regardless of whether your learnings come if they're a twin flame or a soulmate or, you know, it, it it's not important. It can come through many, many other forms. Um, so I just want to say that too. Um, you can have your spiritual growth in, in so many places with so many people in so many ways. This is what my soul chose in this lifetime. And this is what my twin flames chose in this lifetime. And this is what we decided before we came as our plan, but that doesn't mean it's the plan for everybody. So, you know, I think some people too feel like if they're not having that experience, that that's uh, somehow incomplete in their life. And I would, again, we all have soul plans. And if you want to get a reading too and find out what your soul plan is, why you're here, what you came to learn, I think the Akashic Realm does a beautiful job with that as well. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. It's helped me tremendously. Well, well my thank friend, you, thank Kevin. you. Thank you for bearing your soul. And uh, friends, we will see you next time when, uh, who knows which rabbit hole we will dive headfirst into. But we'll find out. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I really hope that you consider checking out the Little Soul School, littlesoul.school, where there's a community of people dedicated to soul growth, soul learning, and the Akashic energy, a space that holds all of our soul's histories, everything we've ever done in all of our lifetimes, because they're looking for a deeper connection to themselves, a place to experiment and play with spirituality in a non-judgmental, vulnerable, open community of people. No woo-woo, no fluff, just fun and connection. Come check it out, littlesoul.school.